Welcome back. You are listening to episode 11 of Double Hop Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of beer and the brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer novice, and I like the taste of beer. This week we'll be discussing some of the coolest brewing gadgets and technology for home brewers and craft beer apps for brewery patrons. But first we want to share our recent brewery experiences with you. So we did some exploring recently down down the Cape, as you say, in Massachusetts, if you're from here. And Cape Cod, for those of you who are not familiar um, from Massachusetts, it's pretty much the spot where most locals in Massachusetts go. If they don't go to Rhode Island, uh, they will go down to Cape Cod, and it basically just has a lot of beaches and cool stuff to do. Um, so we checked out some of the breweries down there that we haven't been to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those was Devil Purse Brewing. Uh, we love their beers. Uh, I actually showcased it on one of our Instagram posts um, early on. Um, really cool, cool brews going on. Um, and what did you think of their uh, setup there? I thought it was nice. It was a little bit small. I can see some people we had talked to before we went said it was a smaller place, and I can see how they um, would feel that way because in the winter time, the indoor space is not that large, um, and they also don't have bathrooms, so it's just a porta potty. So in the wintertime, it does get cold down there. So I can imagine having to go to the bathroom and got to bundle up just to go to the porta potty. But for the summertime, it was nice because they had an outdoor patio area with turf. Um, so you could bring your dog and your kids. You can all hang out. They had picnic tables with umbrellas, which is nice, especially on a hot summer day. And I thought it was I thought it was a nice indoor outdoor setup. I'd be interested to see, like I said, what it what it is in the wintertime when the garage doors are not open you can't really go outside yeah i think we got really lucky it was like a gorgeous day outside probably like low 80s it was just like perfect not too hot Um, people were just lounging having a good time Um, there was quite a few dogs and i don't think you realized how many dogs were actually outside you just thought it was the one that we kind of got attached to Mm -hmm. naturally we tend to find dogs that are similar to our own when we're at a brewery but uh was it suki Suki uh, was very well behaved. Yeah, uh, but I kept wanting to go, Suki. Yeah, you, so we had a little uh, wager going on. Shan thought it was from True Blood, and I go, I don't think so. And sure enough, it was not from True Blood. It was actually from... Avatar. Avatar. Not Suki. So they prefaced with, uh, yeah, we're kind of sci-fi uh, nerds. So I wouldn't exactly say Avatar is like a sci-fi nerd, but... I mean, like, I guess, like, Lord of the Rings, we named our yeah, dog after yeah. Lord of the Rings, so <laughs> we're not, we weren't one to talk, so, um, but she was very well behaved. It was actually, like, I think they said, like, her first experience at a brewery. Yeah, they'd only have her for two months, and so she did, she did really good. She only barked a couple of times at other dogs when she saw them, but she calmed down pretty, pretty quickly. So she was a, um, we asked what breed she was, uh, just out of curiosity, because the colors were very similar to an Aussie. Um, but the colors were actually, it was a Australian cattle dog mix. Um, so it almost had like a beagle's face. Um, so they didn't exactly know what, um, breed it was because they did a rescue. So Mm -hmm. awesome for them. Um, rescue dogs are the best if you can do that. Um, and she was just so well behaved. She was just like exploring around on the turf. Uh, she didn't really notice there was other dogs until when another dog came in and then it can't, you heard that bark and it's like, well that's what our dog would be doing but you guys they had it like very well 
under control. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as she barked, they had like treats ready, trying to like train it to stop. Uh, yeah. And they're really responsive. And they were showing very good dog owner brewery behavior. Yeah, very etiquette. attentive. They had the leash like it was like less they had than a really three good feet. Control on her, so she couldn't go anywhere and get more than four feet away from them. So that was really good. And obviously, we we loved. We could talk about dogs all day. But what the people really want to hear is what about the beer? And get just, to the beer, James. J- just like the dogs, and maybe they didn't have growlers, at least that I could see. Um, but we had some of the lighter beers um, for this uh, trip to Devil's Purse. We had their Kolsch, Shandy, and their ESB, um, which was more of like a darker uh, a amber ale uh, type beer. I had the berry and ale. And you had the berry ale. I liked it. I thought it was good. It looked inter- it looked interesting. Like it would have been probably too fruity for me. I think it would have been the shandy was good. I liked it better. I feel like my only comparison I have because I don't get shandies a lot at breweries or I haven't really seen them a lot at the places that we go. So Lining Google is really the only comparison I have for shandies. And this one from Devil's Purse I liked better. It wasn't too sweet. I feel like lining Google sometimes, depending on the like each summer, I feel like it gets sweeter to me at least. So, I've I liked it when I first tried it, and I've kind of strayed away from it now. But I liked this shandy; it had a nice balance. But yeah, they seem like more of like a local spot, just kind of like a quick hangout, or mm-hmm. you know, like if you had a couple of people you were meeting up with, like they didn't have any crazy music going on, like it wasn't too like yeah, it's a laid vibrant. back. It was just very laid back, uh, vibe. casual vibe. But our second stop, let's talk about our second stop because that yeah. was like a showstopper. That was like mind blown. James was in IPA, IPA heaven. heaven. Oh my God. They had over, over 10 IPAs easy. Um, and I could see Shannon's eyes looking at them and you're like, holy crap, there's not a single beer on here that's not an IPA. What the hell am I going to drink? They had They had ones that weren't IPAs. They did, but I'm saying, like, when you look at their menu, like, everyone, like, that's the feedback we got from Well, you didn't tell them where too. we went first. Okay, well, why, why don't you, not about brewing, why don't you talk about it? Why, I talk about it, you want to talk about it. You want to talk about it? I don't not want to talk about it, so. Uh, uh, so this is in Mashpee, Massachusetts, so down the Cape as well, and it basically looks like they took an old Cape house and just converted it into a brewery. So it has the, if you guys are familiar with the cape, it's got the shingles on the outside. It's the typical size of a cape house. I think we um, even went through like the woods to get there and we're like, oh man, like this is really like in the middle of nowhere. Like I would never, I guess the cape does have a lot of woods, but normally when I think of the cape, I think of beaches. Um, but n- knock about brewing uh, was kind of like in a hidden spot, which I mm-hmm. loved, and it almost gave like a New Hampshire, Vermont feel, even though we were in Massachusetts. Yeah, there was a lake off to the left hand side when you're looking at the front. The downstairs is very well done. With you enter and there's a lot of seating and it's really cool atmosphere, and then there's a big bar along the back um, with I don't know what do you say like at least. 15 yeah i'd say 15 seats but the coolest thing was like they really utilized 
their outdoor space to the full capacity. Yeah, the outdoor space is definitely the coolest about this place. Uh, they had like an area it right like on the first. It was like a dream backyard. It really was. Well, I feel like. If, I mean, if you didn't want grass, because it was all like wood chips. Okay, yeah. But, but for a but brewery, it's like per- a it's perfect. Oh, yeah. For a brewery, it's perfect. No, I mean, just in general, don't you not want to mow a lawn? I mean, I guess, but I, I kind of like having no a lawn. No maintenance. You're not the one who cuts the lawn. So. I cut the lawn. Oh, okay. I but, do. Sure. I'm sure. going to take a picture and post it to our Instagram next time I cut All the right. lawn. All right. It'll be Shannon cuts the lawn. I cut the lawn. I cut the lawn for my Shane birthday. Shane Castellan, 2019. We'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so they really did utilize the space to their full advantage. They had a nice setup for like live bands. Um, they had some great grassroots, like really good, um, almost like country, not country, but um, just very good instrumentals, uh, yeah. vocals. We'll talk about the bands in a future episode. Um, so if you're really interested in what the band was like, uh, make sure you tune in. Um, but on top of that, they had so many games that you could do. They had shuffleboard, they had some cornhole, they had the hook game. With the ring, get the ring on the hook on the tree. Get the hook on the ring on the tree. Which I am horrible at. And then James like doesn't look and gets it in one shot. So I was horrible at it first too, until we did our visit down uh, to Texas and uh, your cousin Doug was a master at it we were at a brewery and he showed me the tricks on how to do it and it's really funny how like you kind of have to see what their setup's like and kind of you kind of have to go at it with an angle and like if you just try and straight shoot it at the hook it's always gonna bounce off and it's just like you kind of have to just play the angles and yeah well we all know i have no hand-eye coordination so someday but uh, we also met some new friends, yeah. brewing friends. Um, Shara and Kurt. Shara and Kurt. Uh, it was awesome like to meet you. And you guys really did it right. So they didn't have flights at either of these um, breweries, um, which is fine. I, I get why like some breweries don't do it. But they did allow like half pours. It was like the five ounces. It was like the five ounces, but it was in like a regular glass, which I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that feel of just having a full glass um and so they had a couple they had four each and i'm like we each had one and we're like oh my god yeah we didn't even think of that we could totally do that uh so we just got talking over some of the craft beers there they had a nice like blueberry ipa um that we got up at the upstairs no, cranberry oh yeah we had the blueberry, had the blueberry and, the cranberry. and the cranberry yeah um up at that second bar where you could only get um those kind of those two beers up at the um bar by the games um they also had like a milkshake ipa which was awesome uh, i liked the the dunes of the cape that i had that was my favorite was a milkshake ipa so yeah oh, stop the presses but it was flavored like a pina colada shannon liked an ipa a milkshake ipa go tell go go tell it on the mountains the, yeah shout out to the world that shannon loves ipas now i don't love ipas just that one i love the dunes of the cape <laughs> the dunes of the cape okay <laughs> This is, really neat. this is where you need Toto to just start ch- chiming drink. in. Um, but but yeah. it, did, it did taste like a pina colada and not like a beer. But without all like the sugary heaviness of a pina colada. And my favorite was definitely the Quitting Time um, IPA, which was like a very piney IPA. And it did have a little bit of citrus to it, um, but it was it was just delicious. Um, and we also met uh, co-founder Peter, and he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, very down to earth and great guy. So thanks, Peter, for um, great experience. And 
Yeah, so I guess I can talk about my solo experience. Yeah, I was in class, and I got a text from James. Oh, I'm just going to go check out Lost Shoe before I come home. Okay, cool. I'll be learning about operations <laughs> management and technology. Yeah. yeah, she'll just be getting, you so know, like fun. her MBA. And you know what? You know what's my husband going to do? Let's. Go. He's going to go to a brewery by himself, you know? what? Why not? Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was great. I had, I had to stop in. Um, I wasn't planning on it, and it was kind of a last-minute decision. Um, but uh, Lost Shoe uh, just recently opened, probably three months ago. Um, I've been following uh, the story about it for probably a good solid lo- almost a year now um, on how the brewery is going to be going into Marlboro, Massachusetts, which was mm-hmm. pretty much my hometown. Uh, I lived right on the border. Um, I had a lot of friends. Let's not triangulate where you grew up here. Hey, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> it's I'm trying to create, you know, create why I'm so invested uh, in this particular location. Um, it's in downtown Marlboro. And it was really like kind of like an area where, you know, if you weren't going to the Starbucks or you weren't, I mean, Starbucks is fairly new too. Um, oh, it's it, not. I mean, like it's probably ten years. Not Starbucks has been there. It's probably ten years since before we started dating. Okay, well, you know what? It's, and it, it was a very, it was years. a very kind of like rundown area, like just like old storefronts that could like be awesome. And they took over this, totally gutted this building that used to be, I think, an old nightclub. Or it used to be a shady spot where, like, I would not want to be. Is it near the Chinese food place? Yes, it's it's right behind. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. right behind now there. It's right by the, they got a nice garage. Uh, but anyways, uh, so it just got started. Uh, JP and Melinda Gallagher, um, their husband and wife, um, and they also grew up in Marlboro. So I thought it was really cool. Um, and they also live in Marlboro. That was really cool that, you know, it's a whole other sense of community, like your business and everything. You're invested in the spot where you actually do business, which is kind of cool. Um, their brewery pays tribute, actually, to the history of the town. So a lot of shoemakers and shoe industry um, was pretty big um, in the town. And what I really appreciated with their brewery is they just thought of everything and they crafted everything, like, so well they have a great variety of beers, so they broke it up on their menu from German, American, Belgian, and English brews. Um, so I th- thought that was very refreshing that they actually made it as easy as possible for someone. Mm-hmm. As we talked about before, going into a brewery and how do you pick a pint or you don't know what style you like, uh, they broke it down with the headings so that you could just kind of yeah. figure it out as you go. That's nice. Um, so that was nice, and it was also trivia night. Uh, people were getting into it. Uh, that was awesome. And, of course, all the trivia Shannon would have got. But obviously. Uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I did end up trying I had two flights. And I had a Pilsner, the Kolsch, Milkshake IPA, some stouts, their um, Belgian wit, just to name a few. And I pretty much stopped there, and I had their coffee. Did I mention they roast their own coffee? Uh, no. Uh, well, they roast their own coffee, and uh, yeah, they're open like 11 a.m. usually till, uh, well, actually even before that, and they just serve coffee, and then at 11 a.m. they start serving the beer. I feel like this is information you should have shared up front with me. Well, you know what? Well, I'll just have to go there for coffee, too. Fine. Um, and they did have some brews with their coffee in it, um, which were gr- pretty good um the coffee was just amazing like you can always tell like fresh coffee and i'm like i hope starbucks like 
doesn't send somebody in to that that place because if they do they're gonna like try and like box them out because that's like if once people find out about their coffee and how good it is like they're gonna go there they're not gonna go to starbucks but um yeah so unfortunately um you know shannon wasn't there with me so kind of cut the experience a little short um always good to have shannon with me when i try a brewery oh oh i was gonna say cry me a river but then you said something nice so i can't say that anymore (laughs) (laughs) well you know payback for the lawnmower comment so there we go so that those are some of the brewery experiences we had um over the past couple weeks yeah um Feel free to share your experiences with us. Uh, we love getting your messages. So if you have some experiences, and if you think ours are kind of boring, then please like sh- share yours. Like we love to hear what other people's experiences are. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention because I forgot to at the top of the show that I am drinking a shipyard mm-hmm. pumpkin mm-hmm. head, and I cannot handle it. I'm so excited. I can't. James came home with his Shed IPA. Who makes that? Uh, it's um, actually it's Shed Brewing. Sorry, sorry, Shed Brewing in Vermont, and um, it's actually their Mountain IPA um, with a high altitude hoppiness, is what it's labeled on the bottle. Um, yeah, so that's what he's drinking. So he walked in with that, and then behind his back, he pulled out the freshest bottles of Shipyard Pumpkinhead because it is. <laughs> mid-august and i don't care man i wish you see me like coming out of the store because i like almost had to like make a like a beeline for my car because for some so embarrassed i was so embarrassed grabbing the shipyard pumpkin in august that i was like oh my god like god forbid someone sees me with a pumpkin beer in august yeah and then you just say to people the excuse you use for everything that it's for your wife true true and except like, except oh, it's okay. not bad. Okay. I, I do appreciate it. I just don't enjoy um, the pumpkin beer myself. But actually, um, you might be saying like August, that might be too soon. But in reality, um, it's, it's actually like soon, really James. fresh right now and even into early September. Um, and if you wait till like October, that's where they're usually in their, like, their second or third batch. Um, so I always like to get one in their earlier batch, one in their middle, and you can see if you can taste the difference i challenge yeah and i know we're going to talk about um you know seasonal fall beers and pumpkin beers on a later episode so stay tuned for that but i feel like shipyard is always my warm-up to when rosemary's baby comes out like shipyard is like my easy drinking pumpkin beer yeah and then once that rosemary comes out once that rosemary with that cinnamon spice and everything Mm. that's nice you know done truth truth <laughs> anyways uh charlie so back brown to the... does not need to find the great pumpkin because it's at our house it's always at our house it's always at our house uh so james tell us what's going on with your beers yeah so um that uh, northern brewers kit um has now come to fruition um i'm now drinking that um the bazooka ipa it's been transferred it was cold crashed and so what is, what's what cold that cro- mean? what's what's it mean what do you think it means shannon what's yeah, it sounds like you make it really cold really fast yeah you can <gasps> oh my god yeah I'm it's just so getting smart. the beer down um within like a 24-hour period really quick um so that's where i was really able to utilize uh, my glycol chiller um from ss brew tech and i also uh force carbonated it um 
in the bright tank that I have, um, it has a CO2 uh, connection, so I connected my CO2 tank to that, and I set the pressure up to maybe 20 to 30 PSI, um, so pounds per square inch, for those aren't not familiar with what PSI means. Um, so that's just something that I, I remember you came home, and I'm just like, Shan, just so you know, like, don't open any of these valves on this tank because it's under pressure. And you go, why the heck would I open the tank? I'm like, why would I touch them? I'm like, like, I'm just like in the middle of the night, waking up and sleepwalking and be like, oh, what do these lovers do over here? Let me oh, see. Let me I think them. I'm thirsty. Let me open this Let me just put my mouth out of the spout and drink it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you, op- you opened it, beer just would have sprayed you in the face. So, because that's probably where your I mean, height- it does That's sound probably like- where your height is, right? <laughs> like four and a half feet? Hey, five. I am five two. Five two and proud. Yeah, I am shrinking every day. But man, personal attacks tonight. I know, what is going on? Okay. But yeah, so um, it was great. I would say it has really good flavor. So uh, that listener who was curious on if he should get it, yeah, I would get it. Um, I kind of boosted the alcohol content on mine naturally. Um, I kind of overshot the fermentation on it. So let it go a little bit longer than it should have. And I also boosted the fermentation. So the alcohol content was a little bit more, I think, than the intended on it, but close enough. And this was my first time actually doing a pressurized transfer. Uh, So I'd realized after I filled, uh, so I had it in the uni tank, and that's on caster, so I could wheel it around after I filled it, uh, nice and convenient. But then I got a nice stainless table, um, keep everything organized, and really establish that um, setup that you guys saw in the pictures. He really um, wanted to embody our last episode about organizing your brew equipment. Yeah, so... It motivated I, him I, to get organized. I got all the boxes pr- pretty much that would allow in our recycling, uh, taking care of and labeling and all that. And it was just a question of, like, finding a table to fit the actual uh, fermenters and all that stuff on. Um, so I did find one. I tried to seal it, though, because it was in our dining room, and I was like, ooh, I could bake so many things on I this. knew that was going to happen. I you can know? roll out so much pie dough and cookie dough. And- uh, but for those looking for, like, brewing equipment or, like, you know, tables or anything like that, like, just check on, like, your social media stuff, um, your local ads. Um, you can get great deals from people just looking to either downsize or they're moving. Um, and you don't have to spend, like, 300 The table should have been $300. I got it for just about 40 bucks um so that was pretty impressive steel Steel. and it was stainless steel awesome yeah pun intended pun intended but yeah my first pressurized transfer so i realized that the bright tank was up on the table um and i usually do by gravity um so that's where you just go from higher to lower uh this case i'd be going from lower to higher so uh gravity would not obviously work that way um so i decided to pressurize the two tanks and there we go. It worked out very well. And there's some really cool. good directions, too, depending on online and stuff where you look. Um, a lot of people have done it in a lot of YouTube videos. So if you do get stuck, um, just check something like that out. Or if you're really interested, uh, direct message me, and I can kind of give you the lowdown on how I did it. Or if you want an instructional video, we can make that happen. Awesome. But Yeah, let's, let's talk about some brew gadgets in tech because, you know, we're yeah. always hungry for some more you know more brewing equipment oh yeah Shan's, i'm ravenous all the time for Shan's brewing equipment. so excited in her seat she's just like <laughs> oh my god i want something new i want some new brewing equipment 
Well, I well, you need gloves. You can get some gloves. Gloves. You need gloves for when you handle the sanitizer because the acid. Yeah, because on it your makes hands. my hands look like alligator paws. Alligator paws. There you go. <laughs> We're gonna have some new gloves. Uh, they're gonna be called alligator paws. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I need. Okay, so. But yeah, let, let's get into it. So, uh, brewing equipment. I feel like I'm talking a lot in this episode. Man, this is all beer central. I mean, it's. It has to, I'm I'm the person that is asking you to educate me about this, so. And you'd just be happy with a nice little bucket on uh, the back, and actually, no, you'd be happy going to the bottle store, bottle shop, or as we call it, the packy. The liquor store. Or the liquor store. There's a lot of terminologies for that. There is. It's surprising. Uh, but yeah, so th- the big thing right now is um, all electric systems or all-in-one systems. Um, there's several out there. I personally have the Grainfather, um, which is an all-in-one system, so you don't need the three or four se- kettle setup with your mash tun or your coolers. Um, it's pretty much it goes up vertically, so you can do all. You can have your your brew kettle, um, then your boiling kettle, your and your mash tun all on the same unit, pretty much, and it just evolves differently. Um, Wait, like a all-in like a yeah, you it's can like reconfigure a, what it's for, like a reversible vest. It's like all in one, so it's like instead of having three different things to clean, you have one, so it kind of reduces your cleaning Almost as well. Almost like Russian nesting dolls, but in brewing equipment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because um, if you see pictures, do you know what Russian nesting dolls are? Yes, the okay. little you know, like they're the little people, and then you <laughs> yes. put the people inside the people, and that's a lot of peas. Open the door and here's the and there's steeple. a lot of creepy ones and horror shows where usually like a scorpion comes out at the end if you're nightmare before christmas i, say, I think that's just nightmare before christmas well you know it's almost you know, that time of year people but um yeah a lot of companies um put those out um so i can only speak for the grandfather um they're all around the same price point too um and they are constantly going down because they're constantly being improved um for example mine was probably the second generation of the grandfather so it still has the it still has a digital control box on it that controls you set your temperature and everything very easy to use uh, but now it's all bluetooth um, connected so you literally just put in your mm-hmm. recipe and you really don't have to do any manual switching of any temp control or anything like that it just goes by what your recipe is which is nice um, the biggest thing improvement that the new grandfather has is you can um, set it so it heats up your strike water um, the night of before you're going to brew, mm-hmm. which would save you probably an hour to two hours because it does go on your residential outlet of 120 volts. Um, most electric systems, uh, the SS Brewtech ones now that they have, the three, again, it's the three kettles. It's not an all-in-one. Um, they boost it to where you need um, additional breakers and additional voltage so you're gonna have to get um one of those heavy duty outlets to run those but for these you don't have to so someone who has an apartment um who doesn't want to have a lot of space to store kettles um or like giant you know mash ton coolers which Mm -hmm. is basically those huge igloo coolers you see on football games or you know you just convert those yeah so quick answer yes or no is it worth it to get that if you're, if you're going, if you're, if you're going, out. if you're starting out, worth it. Um, if especially if you're not sure what your commitment level is to brewing, um, if you know, if you started with just you know your kettle over the stove, 
um, and extract kits and you definitely want to do all green, I highly recommend it. Um, just because, you know, it's, it's a one purchase item, not nearly as expensive as the multi kettle setups. Okay. My next question is what the heck is a stainless mesh hop spider? So a hop spider is, um, it's a spider that will eat you in your sleep. No. Oh my God. I just got And it feeds on hops. So if you have hop plant, hop plants growing in your backyard, then, um, they're sure to find you. Um, no, this is actually um, a cool gadget that... Now that I'll have nightmares tonight. Instead of, um, yeah, instead of using the mesh um, bags that you use um, to put hops in, this is just like a stainless... Um, it's a stainless mesh um, that you can put inside your um, brew kettle, and you just put your hops directly into it. You don't need to um, put it in bags. So you, if you save on that, you don't have to... And that's it's not that expensive. It's only twenty to forty bucks, and you can reuse it, right? Yeah, I got I got mine for twenty nine dollars because I got the bigger size of it. I think they have like a couple different sizes depending on how big, whether you're brewing five gallons, ten gallons, etc. Um, they have different sizes, so it's really convenient and it's so easy to wash. I just spray it out with the hose and um, sanitize it, and it's only going to be used while you're boiling, uh, so you really don't have to worry about it being like crazy to get contaminated but it's so easy to clean because it's, it's almost like if you take like a screen off your like your window but it's it's got a little bit finer of a mesh to that gotcha and it's kind of like in a cylinder shape with an open top so you're just going to be pouring the hops into it um and it also allows you to still stir up and not get clogged um stuff when you're trying to move it to another thing so okay so if you had to pick one other piece of brewing equipment that you thought a new home brewer should get what would it be okay so i'm big into tracking fermentation um and it really does if you're only brewing a five gallon batch um instead of taking three to five readings so each time that's probably like a pint's worth of beer out of your five gallons um i still recommend doing your normal hydrometer reading for your original gravity or starting gravity, and your final gravity. I still do those too. Um, but instead of actually sampling it while it's fermenting, I would suggest you get either the Play-Doh airlock, um, which monitors fermentation by measuring the CO2 and the amount it's being released to estimate the specific gravity and percent alcohol of the brew. Um, this has also has an app so you can watch it um as it goes um it's also measures temperature um it's pretty easy to use um functionality wise it works um i'd say it works best for those fermenting in either glass or those plastic um, conical fermenters just because it is an airlock and especially if you're brewing some more you know heavy ipas or something that's got a big gravity to it um your blow off it might blow the airlock off uh, i did see some people had that issue with it um that sounds dangerous yeah i mean it's the same same thing as if you used a regular airlock so if you know that's your kind of setup then you know it's better than nothing um, what's the other one you'd recommend in that price point right now it's currently 129 dollars regularly 135 
Got so um, if you don't have that, the comparator to that is what I use, um, is that's the tilt hydrometer. So it's basically the same principle. It measures fermentation, specific gravity, temperature. Um, this one also does percent alcohol, and it calculates your attenuation. Um, the big difference between these two is the Play-Doh um, does not actually go into the beer. Um, your tilt hydrometer, it actually works by it floats in your beer, so you're going to take it out of the plastic tube that it comes in. Uh, you spray it down with your sanitizer. You just drop it into your fermentation bucket, um, and it's going to give you readings, and you actually calibrate both. That was another um, con for both was like the calibration can take a little bit getting used to. Um, so when you first use it, you want to put it in um, some, some water, um, and you want to make sure that it's reading um, zero or whatever the calibration on it, mm -hmm. and then you're ready to go. And that's currently priced right at a similar price point of 135 and this has different colors. So I have two now, you accessorize. so you can accessorize, but it's at a function. It's just so you can tell them apart. Um, and you can know which beer is which, um, even if you name the beer on the app. Um, and this is so you can run, have multiple ones going at the same time. So I, for example, have a, a green and a black one. Um, so it allows me to do two at once, and it tracks them simultaneously, and I get a graph, I get my data. Um, so that way, even if a recipe calls for three weeks fermentation, if you see you can actually see the graph when for active fermentation and when the fermentation kind of stabilizes and drops off. And then you can just go ahead and right into bottling or canning or um, kegging right from there. And you don't waste time of just beer sitting around when it's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And another con about the tilt was the um, range because it is Bluetooth. So that I did like that, how I can go on my phone and just check on it when I don't have to be in the room. Um, but one of the cons was that it doesn't have a big range. So the company listened, um, which I loved about Tilt, is they're very uh, customer-focused. Um, and they actually now have another product, the Tilt Repeater, and it's $60. And that's for those people who really want to enhance the range to go beyond like 20 feet or so. So like a Wi-Fi extender or something? Yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And for those bottling, uh, definitely the Blickman Beer Gun. Uh, their version 2 is currently $99. I highly recommend that. Cuts you down your bottling time significantly. You can also use it for canning. Um, and basically, you're just hooking up your CO2 and your carbonated beer on one line. And then it's got the CO2 in the other. So it basically shoots out uh, your beer pretty quick. So you can get it um, into your packaging means. Cool. I heard that there's some... You had an incident with yours, though, but I think we already talked about that. Yeah, that, that was just um, a learning user curve. error. Yeah, user error of not realizing that the knob was turned on, and so beer tend to spray everywhere. Gotcha. Uh, but that's where you have a nice five-gallon bucket that you have um, the beer gun sitting in, so then you just put your bottle over the bucket and not just on the dining room floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. Okay, so we all have smartphones, right? And everyone has apps on those smartphones? No. <laughs> What's a smartphone? Um, so what is your favorite beer, craft beer app if you're going to a brewery? Like if you're going to go out and, 
enter the beer scene. So I don't use apps anymore um, when I go to breweries. Um, I used to use Untapped. Um, and what I did like about that as a first-time user was that I can kind of see what people said about the different beers. Um, just not being comfortable myself, like picking a beer. Um, but now I I enjoy actually asking the bartenders what they recommend or I can pick up the flavors um, like we mm-hmm. mentioned and how to pick a pint um, and it's just so much better to just explore it for yourself because everyone's taste buds are different um, but, but if those, you had to recommend if someone's just starting out and trying to get like learn what they like do you recommend a, an app that they should use to have to help track maybe what they've already tried um, so the, the only thing I caution with doing that is the breweries do pay attention to the reviews and, and the ratings and how, um, unfortunately, how you rate a beer. Um, you shouldn't actually rate on do I like it or not. And that's a big mistake people do. It's really meant there is like you're judging the beer and the beer itself, not your personal like, oh, like uh, this sour. It was terrible because I hate sours and you give it a zero or you give it a one when it could be a very awesome sour and 99% of the reviews are all like positive and then you're going to hurt the brewery by giving them that low score. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, but what you can do with that app is kind of like everyone has their smartphone, everyone's got the notepad in there. You can look up a beer on Untap just to kind of see if you can't see you know, where the beers are listed at the brewery which most are pretty clear to read but if you kind of just want to check it out ahead of time you can go on there and kind of get an idea um but sometimes the beers are wrong on there as well um sometimes the descriptions don't match the alcohol content so just be aware of that um, but as long as you're aware of it that's a, a fine app to use a lot of people use it um i would say if you're a home brewer and you want to be an American Home Brewer Association member, um, if by signing up for that, um, there's a great app that comes along with it. Um, it's called the Brew Guru. Uh, brew as in brew, and then Guru, G-U-R-U. And once you're a member, uh, you can download that, and it'll actually populate what breweries are in your area. And there are great deals that you can get by being a member such as like a free pretzel at this or 10% off your merchandise or a free pint, you know, it, it all varies based on the place, but that's a great like perk. And like, there's been some places we've been, but we wouldn't have known about the place had like the deal not popped up Mm -hmm. on that. Um, I'll always take free food. So there you go. Like free pretzel. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so for those who are actually home brewers and, um, want to do recipe building, and kind of play along with that. There's several apps out there. Um, Beersmith is what I really recommend. Um, their version 3 software is very easy to use. Um, you can pick a style, and it kind of shows you the bar of, like, the standard, like, curve of that style of beer. So, like, you can mess with how many pounds of this ingredient or that, and it will show you where your, quote-unquote, brew will fall, um, your recipe oh, cool. build. Um which I actually used to do um, one of my first IPAs um, because I feel like you have to brew like something that's pretty true to like that style. Um, if you try and like want to build a recipe and you just want to go off the cuff, like first thing and experiment like off the walls, 
you might you're probably not gonna get a great brew um, but that's how you learn. But that's how you that's how you learn, and at least you could get the practice of doing steps and all that. You can't get better if you don't make mistakes first. Um, but yeah, the beer smith's great. Um, the Grainfather app. I also use while I'm brewing, um, but I have found some inconsistencies with it. Of it won't let me change my temperature to what I actually want to mash in at or mash out. It'll automatically change it back to something after I've already changed it a million times. Um, that's annoying but that i just i don't pay attention to that anymore i just use it for the more of like the timer uh the beer smith i've also used and that actually is a lot better but um the grandfather i've just been using so kind of creature of habit um but any of those are good choices and the brew father app um a lot of people recommend and that's kind of like the hybrid of the two and it's kind of like an easy interface it's kind of like recipes it's got stuff like that so That'd be my top three uh, to recommend. Okay. So, yeah. Hope that helped you guys out there. For anyone looking for new gadgets or wanting to build their inventory, get new apps if they're just starting out. So, thanks, James, for all your insight because I have none. So, this is more for, like, (laughs) those homebrewers listening that have their nice Christmas lists or... Hanukkah lists or just birthday birthdays or you know whatever (laughs) you get promoted at work and you want to celebrate and your loved one doesn't know what to get you and they just keep getting you like things that say I heart beer Mm -hmm. which are fine you know pajama pants socks posters metal signs can openers bottle openers glasses but coasters um, napkins yeah just send them to the these uh top top things or if you already have them uh, that's awesome and keep doing what you're doing there's always going to be new and great latest and greatest coming out and basically just fit what works with you and your budget so yeah well thank you so before i wrap up today i have a fun fact Da-da-da. fun fact time. oh no you're killing us with fun oh god i love fun facts uh and i probably am not going to say his name right because when do i ever say anything right but when scientist Neil Bohr won the or Niels Bohr won the Nobel Prize in 1922, the Carlsberg Brewery gave him a perpetual supply of beer piped into his house. What is perpetual? Like forever. Like forever. Forever. Man, man, that's awesome. Yep. So maybe you should win a Nobel Prize and mm. then you'll get. I'll have to get, I'll have to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Try. You never know. I don't know. You achieve your we'll dreams. see. We'll see. <laughs> You'll win the dreams. Nobel Prize for beer. Or as my fortune cookie said, I will be successful someday. Someday. That's the key word. So, someday. someday. So, I'm like, okay. how great. I'm like, I don't know how this is supposed to make me feel. Like, is that like motivation? Like, it's I'm motivation, be but it's also someday. not getting your hopes up. Like, it's like, you can do it someday like i feel like they missed like the dot 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 and like i feel like they just needed to put the dot 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 in there yeah you should start writing fortune cookies just just quit everything and just do that and then i'm successful at making fortune cookies yeah they they told you it would happen and then just be like a cycle and then i'd write the same thing like you will be successful someday Mm -hmm. man it's a never-ending success story nice okay well thank you everyone for joining us this week we really appreciate you tuning in. If you want to know more about us, find out more information, you can go to our Facebook page or you can follow us on Instagram at Double Hot Beat Podcast. 
check out our stories. Um, we've been posting on there and check out all of our adventures that are going to be coming in the next couple of months with checking out some new breweries and introducing breweries, you guys some new bands, people. space, what? Oh my God. What does that even mean? So feel free to send in your thoughts, feelings, you know, if you want to share some feelings, experiences, questions, you can direct message us on Instagram. You can send us an email if you want to actually utilize our email address, which is doublehotbeat at gmail.com. And yeah, feel free to reach out and make sure to rate and review and subscribe on iTunes so we can get more new listeners to share in your love of us. <laughs> your your, your love us. of us. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, oh boy. Wow. thanks everyone for listening. That was, that was a bit much. That was, that was a bit heavy, Shannon. That was a bit heavy. Okay. Ma- your love of me. Hop and heavy. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. This has been Double, Double Hoppy. Hoppy.